Welcome to Wire Talk with Karen Stubbs, a podcast designed to encourage and equip moms by answering your questions about motherhood, hopefully helping you maintain your faithfulness to God while experiencing a peaceful life on your journey. Here's your host, Sunny Williams. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Wire Talk with Karen Stubbs. I'm Sunny. I'm your host today, and I'm here with the amazing Karen Stubbs herself. Good morning, Karen. Oh, you're so sweet. Amazing. I don't know if I'm amazing, but I'll, I'll take you it. You know what? Every mom in this world should be introduced at the beginning of her day. Of, yes. And the amazing mom has entered the room. There you go. The amazing mom has cooked a delicious dinner. <laughs> the amazing mom has, you know, washed her dirty clothes. I love it. I just feel like we'd get a lot more... <laughs> That's we right. might be a little more inclined to do some certain things that people would just acknowledge yes, our greatness along exactly. the way. Acknowledge our greatness, please. Instead of taking it for granted. That's right. You know. Mamas are like air. They're taken for granted, but we all need them. We True need story. air. We cannot live without it. And we need mamas. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so we are, this is January 19th. Yay. Flipping on through 2021. Just we're along. just, we're taking names and kicking butt. And I don't know about you, but I have been loving these podcasts here of late. I have too. I, I feel just, like they've gotten a lot more real. Yes. In the last couple months. And I did, I did get a uh, email the other day from a mom saying just, you know, October, November, December, they've just been loving the podcast, the flow and everything. So, oh, good. Yeah. Good job, team. Well, glad to be a part of it. Yes. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. I show up and I speak words. That's all I do. Oh, you do so much more. So as we start into the second semester of school, mm-hmm. things are gearing up, hopefully. In a good way. Yes. <laughs> mercifully. So I thought that today's topic was really excellent. I think it's a really great time to talk about this particular topic. Oh, I do too. And it hits very close to my heart. Yes. So tell everybody what we're talking about today. Quality time with teenagers. This is a tricky. It's tricky, It guys. is a tricky topic. Yep. And we're going to hit on a lot of different yep. aspects of this on this week's episode. And yep. I'm really looking forward to diving in. I am too, especially this first question. I'm really, I really love it. Uh, the first question says, how do you introverts handle evenings with teenagers? My stepson is 15 and has a 10 PM bedtime. My husband and I are both introverts and just need to turn off for a bit before bed to recharge and make it through the next day. We have 50, 50 custody of our older kids, five kids all together. So we usually get quality time as a couple when we only have our two year old. My stepson and my husband are very close. They chit-chat, play games together, or my stepson just bugs the crap out of my husband for attention in the evenings. My husband isn't good at putting his foot down to take care of himself. I feel like I need to step in here more behind the scenes, even if just for myself. But since I didn't come into parenting this team naturally and I'm the stepmom, I'm not sure what to even suggest. I've heard you talk about how the evenings are when teens will often open up, which I've seen happen. I feel like any direction I take with this issue is the wrong one, but my husband and I both need the quiet time after the four younger ones get to bed. Help. I understand this. All right. I think there's a lot of things going on with this equation. Yeah. First off, she's got a very full, busy house. Yeah. Let's just say that and bless your heart. The great news is that your stepson and your husband are close. Yes. That's a blessing that he's 15 years old and he still wants time with his dad. There's a whole other issue, though, here at hand. This is a step marriage, which means this son is bidding for his father's attention, probably over the wife, just because he's 15, his world has been rocked, his dad has a new wife, and he's trying to figure out 
where do I fit in? Right. Is dad going to pay attention to me? Is dad going to pay attention to his wife? What's going to be happening and all that? So let's just focus on the good. The good is the, the dad and the son are close. So that's a positive thing. I think for this sweet mom, I would have separate conversation with her and her husband and just figure out what is the give and take on this? Like, what is she as the wife willing to concede to? Like, okay, I'm going to acknowledge that you need time with your son and your son is sort of trying to test the waters and figure all this out. But the mom needs to communicate, I need X amount of time with you. So how many every days a week that is of them to sort of introvert together, you know, before bedtime to recharge and all that. And then the second thing is once they figure that out as a married couple, the dad needs to communicate that to the son. Like, hey, your stepmom and I need some time to recharge and all this. I'm here for you. I love you. Like you need to really affirm this young man, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But I would like for you to respect these boundaries but also know that I'm always here for you. If you have a problem, if an issue or whatever, I want to hear it kind of thing. The other thing that this mom can do is she can excuse herself always. Like if the son wants to be with the dad, she can just say, hey, I'm going to go get ready for bed and then just go ahead back to her bedroom and start that routine. And I would sort of let the dad, her husband, figure out his own thing. Because I'm sure he's thinking, I don't have too many years left with my son. Mm -hmm. I want to build this relationship. I don't want him to go away to college or even finish up high school thinking I've abandoned him. Mm -hmm. Because there are abandonment issues there where divorce is concerned. There just is. Mm -hmm. It's not that, um, it's just the way it is. So the dad has to figure out, okay, these are going to, this is where I'm going to draw the line. And the mom can't help him with that. Like she said here, Sometimes he has a hard time putting his foot down and taking care of himself. Well, that's on him. Right. And she needs to let that be on him and not worry about it. So if she's saying, I really need to recharge at night, that's fine. Go recharge. Yeah. And I sort of get it. I get to a certain point in my night and I'm like, hey, guys, peace out. I'm going to go take my bath. I'm going to get in bed. I'm going to wind down. And my kids know that about me. Mm -hmm. But my kids also knew, especially in those teen years, if something were going on, I mean, you know, knock on my door. Hey, mom, I really need to talk. I would put down whatever I was doing. I would turn off the TV. I would say, okay, what's going on? Talk to me. Mm -hmm. And you as a parent of teenagers have to be willing to give up and sacrifice that time. Now, she's got to figure out what she and her husband need together. And that's only that only they can figure that out. But if she needs the time, she just needs to go ahead and excuse herself and go do her thing kind of thing. Yep. That's my advice. That's good advice. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. So it's it's a tricky situation for sure. It is. Coming from a divorced household. Right. You said it right. He's only got a couple years left with his son at home. Mm-hmm. He's only there. They have 50-50 custody, right. right? So he's not there all the time. Right. And so that's a relationship that you have to be willing to let that be a priority. I agree. So my dad never remarried. Mm -hmm. And he told me when I was in my early 20s that he never remarried because no no woman ever understood that I came first. Mm -hmm. And they were divorced. So Mm -hmm. my parents were divorced. Sure. And not as in like a spoiled child way. No. It was, she's my daughter. And when I have her here, she will be the top priority. And if you can't handle that, then we have a different issue. Right. And so there was never... You know, 
a woman that could get okay with that. Right. So I understand the 15-year-old's piece in this. Absolutely. So it is very complex. It's very complex. Mm -hmm. It's very complicated. And so for the mom, I fear she's going to feel like there's a no-win situation here. And she might be right, but for a short period of time. I think there is a way that it can be a win-win for everybody. But I think that this mom and the dad need to sit down and they need to decide. And she needs to to bend and go towards Mm -hmm. the sun a little bit. This son's world has been rocked and it wasn't his fault. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's not her fault. Right. I mean, the divorce happened before she was ever involved. You know what I'm saying? But given the situation with her maturity and her age and all that, I say bend towards the sun and let him finish out those high school years in keeping that close relationship with his dad. And like I, as a wife, would be like, you know what, to my husband, I'm going to give you this gift I'm going to sacrifice for you and your son's relationship. And then on the 50-50 where he's not in our home, I would appreciate if you'd give me a little extra. Mm-hmm. And that would be the give and take that I want to do with you. Yeah. And the mom could have the tendency to be like, well, he's choosing his son over me, but I want to encourage her to fight against those thoughts yep. because it doesn't have to be a him or you win kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It could be like, you know what? I am more mature. And I am going to choose the higher road here. And I'm going to give my son, my stepson, what he needs right now for his life and pray that that will continue to build that relationship between his dad and me over time. Mm -hmm. And um, the son may never acknowledge the sacrifice that she's giving, but she will know. And, you know, more importantly, the husband will know. Mm -hmm. And that will endear her to him even more. Yep. Such a complex. It is very complex. It's, it's not a. No. It's, and it's, it's, she's right. She didn't start in these teenage years with this boy. So yeah. it's hard for her. It was easy for me to put down my book, put down the TV, turn off whatever, and listen to my son that I've been with since the day he was born. born. Yeah. But she, I just love the fact that she's honest. She's saying, mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> here's this real life issue here. Yeah. I need some help with it. You know, yeah. I'm an introvert and I need yeah. to recharge. I say go recharge. Yeah. But your husband doesn't always have to be with you to recharge. Yep. That's I like that. All right. So you've, you've said this, but I just want to reiterate it. The one practical thing that she can do today to help her as she starts to kind of navigate this journey. Yeah. I would try to bend and flex with your teenage stepson. These can be tricky years and I would bend his way a little. Um, Our next question says, we're having trouble with bedtime with our ninth grader. Do we give in or hold the line? He gets up for school at 7.30 a.m. He thinks he needs exactly eight hours of sleep and wants to go to bed at 11 to be asleep by 11.30. We require him to turn in phone before bed. I think he needs more like nine-ish hours of sleep. Do I need to let this go? Great question. I think with teenagers, it's usually a give and take. And in this situation... I would give in on the bedtime, let him get his eight hours sleep. Honestly, if a teenager can get eight hours sleep, that's awesome. They rock. And I would not give in on the phone. I would stick to my guns on the phone of turning it in at what time did they say? Nine-ish? No, turn it in. It just says that he has to turn it in before bed. Yeah, I would stick to that. I would stick to that and I would not worry about how many hours of sleep he gets. Truly. I think with teenagers, it's a give and a take. Well, and I think it also depends too. Like some teenagers don't need nine hours of sleep. Right. 
for like for our kids, it's like if you get up when you're supposed to get up mm-hmm. and you're not, you know, hemming and hawing about having to get out of bed and how tired you are, then I must then I feel like you've gotten enough sleep. Yeah. If you're you know, Johnny on the spot and yeah. you're ready to get up and get going and make it through the day, then maybe that's all the sleep that you need. But yeah. if you're struggling getting up in the morning, then it's a different ball game. Right. Right. In my no, I agree. And I just think, you know, with teenagers, I mean, he is, it's it's not like he's staying up till two o'clock in the morning. Sure. I mean, I think uh, Emily was always our late night gal, but that's just the way Emily has always been. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. teenage years, it's no different. Yeah. But that girl does not need as much sleep as the average person. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the way she's been since the day she was born. Well, already then. Yeah. So what's one practical thing this mom can do as to try to figure out the whole bedtime issue? I just think bedtime is an easy area to give in. I mean, he's getting eight hours Mm -hmm. and I would just, it's not worth losing that battle. Yeah. You know, just him a little bit of that control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like I said, teenage years, it's about give and take. Yep. Hey moms, it's Katie. If this episode is hitting close to home and you're realizing that there are some conversations that need to happen in your family between you and your husband when it comes to parenting, we have a great opportunity coming up for you. Karen and Greg Stubbs are going to be speaking together on the topic of parenting at a Windshape retreat held in Rome, Georgia, March 26th through 28th of this year. This all-inclusive weekend experience will give you the tools that you and your husband need to develop more clarity around your parenting decisions and give you the confidence to lead as a team. You can get all those details and grab your ticket today by visiting boaw.mom forward slash windshape. Again, that's boaw.mom forward slash windshape. That's W-I-N-S-H-A-P-E. And there are only a few spots remaining for this all-inclusive retreat in the beautiful North Georgia mountains. So don't wait too long. I promise this is going to be a weekend that is going to pay dividends for years to come. Again, head to boaw.mom forward slash windshape to pick up your tickets today. All right, let's get back to the show. Our next question says, I am a peace-loving mama. (laughs) How do I handle the conflict amongst my three teen daughters without losing my own peace and sanity? (laughs) What are, this is my favorite question, what are realistic expectations? I love it, I love it, I love it. I don't really know the battles that are going on, so it's sort of hard for me to speak into this. I did have three daughters, so I can sort of imagine what the battles are. If the battles are on fussing, arguing over silly things like makeup, friends, clothes, that kind of thing, I would let the girls figure it out as much as possible. If they just don't ever stop, I would start telling them, like we said, I think last week, you know, you're going to have to stay home and not be with your friends and all that Mm -hmm. until you can get your attitude right towards your sisters. Uh, Expectations. They're teenagers. They're hormonal. They're probably passionate about about different things. <laughs> I mean, you're just not, they got to get through these hard years. Now, I think we definitely guide them and we can tell them, hey, your attitude is stinky here. It needs to change in attitude adjustment. I would also introduce the color test to them. They can go on birdsonawiremoms.com, fill out the, and I think fill out the test and figure out what colors everybody is. And then as a mom, I would start educating them all on what the colors are. Hey, your sister's a yellow. She wants to have fun. These are her needs that she has. 
your sister's a red. She wants to control. This is how she wants. She wants to be a leader. Your sister's blue. She doesn't like you messing with her stuff. (laughs) You know, you're messing up all of her perfection and her room is her sanctuary and you're messing her up. Or your sister's a green. She just wants peace and harmony and you're fussing at her all the time because you're a red and you're making her be like a turtle, like putting her head in. So just educate them on each other and help them start seeing the other person as a individual, not just my sister kind right. of thing. You know what I'm saying? I think that might be a lot of fun and interesting to the girls too. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking about the colors with Bobby and Dora the other day. Yeah. And Bobby trying to understand when I'm like, you're so yellow. Yeah. And he's like, what? does what? that mean? Yeah. And so then Dora was like, well, what am I? Mm. You know, I'm like, you are blue green. Oh, the end. Love it. The yeah. end. With a hint of red. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, you're all of the color you're palette. A splash. Yeah, which you're is really hard to, to, to discern. But that's all right. Yeah. Um, so, what's one practical thing that this mom can do today as she's trying to navigate her bickering between her three daughters? I would start looking and finding ways to celebrate the slightest effort of love and kindness between the sisters. Like whenever you see anything, yeah. Even if one yells down, "Hey, this is what happened in my house." You know, "Hey, wait on me. I'll be ready in five minutes. Don't leave without me." Mm-hmm. And then the other one waits. Then I would say, hey, that was really sweet of you this morning. Your mm-hmm. sister was running late. I know you had to get to school because you had a meeting, but you waited five minutes and you didn't fuss at her. I just, that was so sweet. I love seeing y'all work together on that or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, when if you say, oh, you look cute today, to say, I was really nice of you to give yeah. your sister a compliment. Always try to point out what they're doing right. It's easy to point out what they're doing wrong because teenage years, they do a lot wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so try to find the things they're doing right and then praise that. Love it. Okay. Our next question says, I have two boys, 12 and 16. My 16-year-old literally never wants to be home. <laughs> I know the excitement of driving and all is part of it, but he'd rather be with his friends anytime. At Thanksgiving this year, I felt like he went through the motions with us, but ultimately wanted to go to his friend's house. We weren't doing anything special. We cleaned up dinner, played a board game. He left, and I'm hurt. When he is home, he's sleeping, watching a movie in his room, on his phone, playing Xbox. I'm not trying to be controlling by forcing him to hang with us, but it's hurtful. We aren't super entertaining for a teen, I suppose. We don't have people over much. My husband and I are pretty chill people. Boring, apparently. (laughs) Part of me worries because my family aren't super close, neither is my husband's family. I feel like it's a generational curse that I don't want to happen with my family. I also realize, to a certain extent, this is normal teen behavior. Any suggestions? Is this normal? All right. First things first. Is this normal? Absolutely. Absolutely yes. <laughs> Do you have a generational curse? No. no. We're going to stop that right here, yeah. right now. Don't say that. Yeah. That's not, don't, you don't say that. <laughs> That's what my girls say. You don't say that. But it's all normal and it's okay. And listen, if you don't want a generational curse, which you don't have, we're not going to accept that, but change it. Yep. Change it. Don't say, I guess we're boring. Don't say that. Don't be boring. If you don't want to be boring, don't be boring. Uh, I'm going to switch this answer up because I talked about this last, but I'm on it now. If you want to entertain teenagers at your house, all you need is food. <laughs> you bring the food, they will come. Yeah. You know, and that's the way it was at our house anyways. We had a space to where they could go and hang out with their friends. We had a basement because we live in Georgia and we have basements. But we finished the basement They would invite their friends over. They would watch movies. We'd pop popcorn. And we let them hang out down there. You know, it was was fun for them. Taylor used to, on Wednesday nights, 
He'd have all of his friend group, and they'd watch Modern Family together. He'd pop popcorn, <laughs> and after Modern Family was over at 930, everybody went home. But yep. every Wednesday, they did that, their junior and senior year in high school. Teenagers want to hang out together. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. But I understand that this hurts this mom's feelings. It has hurt my feelings before, but I promise, promise, promise you don't take it personal. It's not personal. They just want to be with their friends. Same with us. Whenever we were younger, I wanted to be with my friends all the time. That didn't mean I didn't love my mom and my dad. It really didn't. But I didn't want to hang out with my mom and dad. I wanted to hang out with my friends. So try not to take it personally. I, if I was this mom, I think the fact that the son at 16 hung around, helped clean up, and played a board game with the family is huge. Yeah. Celebrate your wins. Yeah. Seriously. Like in teen world, that is a win that the son would stick around and play a board game with everybody. So what if he went through the motions? He was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Celebrate it. Instead of looking at the negative part of it, well, he wanted to leave. Look at it that he loved you enough that he stayed, he helped, and he went the extra mile and did a board game. That's a pretty big deal. In my mind. Yeah. So for this next year in 2021, make it your goal. Maybe not every week the kids are at your house, but maybe once a month, once a quarter. Let's just do a small goal right now. One time before now in May, tell your son, hey, why don't you invite some friends over? I'll have some pizza here. You can do, we'll give you the den. Y'all can just hang out and have a good time. Does that sound like a good thing for you? And if he says, yeah, then do it. Yeah. And then just pat yourself on the back and say, I'm fun. I'm not boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds to me like, though, that she wants them to be hanging out together. Mom I and think son. You give that up. Well, yes. And that expectation. Yes. And if you want that, though, she can't put the expectation on her son to be the initiator. She has to initiate it. That's yeah. a good point. That's and a the, very good point. And maybe it's maybe you plan something. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not going to happen on its own. Right. You know, and you have to be intentional. If you want the relationship to be what you want it to be. Right. You have to be the one to initiate it. So let's give her ideas. So ideas you could do with the son, 16 year old. Taylor and I used to, he likes movies as well. He likes old movies too. So we would do movie nights together, just he and I. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, one time we went and played top golf. That was fun because oh, yeah. Taylor's mm-hmm. a golfer and yep. you can play top golf and not be a good golfer. So I yeah. enjoyed that. <laughs> um, other things we did is sometimes he and I would go to the AMC movie theater together. I know that's sort of hit or miss now. Mm-hmm. There's not that many great movies out. We did things like that together. What would be some things you and Bobby might do together? Well, I'm going to just use my girl as the okay. example, but just because She's I... She's that age. Yeah. But like... We just, like, we'll go and get coffee. Oh, that's a good idea. Like, it doesn't have to be a huge event. Right. It's just, you know, and then part of it for the mom, too, also needs, she needs to define, in my opinion, what her quality time looks like. Right. Is it a bit, is it a long time? Yeah. Or is it just, like, little short snippets here and there? Yeah. So, and what does his quality time look like? Yeah. So, Dora's quality time is moments. They are not it is not quantity. Not long of it. We're talking 10, 30, anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes. And she could be good to go. Yeah. Uh, but she knows that she's loved at that point. And I feel loved because she's spending that. She's giving me that quality. Right. From her. 
But we have gotten to where, like, we'll go and get coffee. Like, we have a little local coffee house that has board games. Oh, fun. So we've gone there a couple times. And we're there for maybe 30 minutes. But we have a cup of coffee. We play a board game, Mm -hmm. split a muffin, and we go on. Mm -hmm. Of course, now we might go shopping. Sure. Which, you know. Probably he's a boy might not going to, to enjoy, but it could be going for a walk on the greenway or like going, just going for a walk, Yeah, you know, or a bike ride or something. But it's just, it, the effort has to be on both sides. Right. I know when Taylor was in high school, he was, like I said, a golfer. Sometimes I would, when he'd be practicing or playing a golf match, I'd go and watch him and walk around the mm-hmm. course with him. That was good. Especially if he was practicing, that was just a good time for us to just spend together even if we're not talking and he's mm-hmm. playing, it was it was just time we spent together. Yeah. So sometimes Taylor would take me and him out to eat, mm-hmm. and Greg would give him some money, and he'd take me out to eat. It didn't happen all the time. Yeah. And it doesn't have to happen all the time, as long as, you, like you said, having touch points mm-hmm. here and there. But the mom of teenagers has to realize this is normal, that my child wants to be with their friends. And I honestly am a big believer let them go be with their friends, especially if he's got good friends, you mm-hmm. know? If they're bad friends, that's another ball of wax yeah. to deal with. But if they've got good friends, come from good families, I would say encourage that. Yeah. And they will come back. I promise. Yeah. I promise they'll come back. It's so hard. And it's hard not to take it personally. I know. For sure. But it's not personal. Yeah, I know it's not. It's and not. It's poor Dora. She's like, Mom. I know. I'm sorry. I just need to go chill in my room for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know. Mom, I'm sorry. We're not going to see each other for three weeks because of the break. We just want to go to the movies. Yeah. Okay. You go. Have fun. Here's money. You yeah, know, I'm exactly. totally that totally that one. But that advice was given to me in a, in a leadership role. Mm. Was where, where I was told, if you want a relationship, it is your responsibility. Yeah. Don't put it on that other person. Right. And that changed my personal life as well. Mm-hmm. I was no longer waiting for people to call me that I thought should call me. Yeah. Or even with my mom. Well, it puts you, it gets you out of that victim mentality. Right. And it puts you in the driver's seat of, I do want a relationship. My son is very important to me and I want to keep that going. So here's what I'm going to do. My only tidbit of advice on that is if he says, mom, I can't do that right now. I've got other plans. Try not to take it personal. Just yeah. keep plugging away yeah. and keep trying. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Okay. I love it. Well, that was our last question. Oh, for, oh no, wait. What's the one practical thing she should do today? All right. Your Almost son is it. very normal. Don't take it personal because it's not. And that's really hard. It's really hard. It is hard not to take it personally. It is. I always thought I was stronger is not the right word. Like thicker skin, thicker maybe. Skin. Like I always thought I had a thicker skin mm-hmm. until I was denied. And I was like, oh, okay. I know. Okay. I know. That's uh, my joke with Dora now. Most of the days when she leaves school for school because she drives now, I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> that's what I think of all the time. I okay, bye. Oh, that's so yeah. funny. I love it. Yeah. Well, that was our last question for oh, today. Oh my goodness, it went so fast. It did, but this is a really this has been a really great month. It has yeah. been. I've enjoyed it. And next doing week it. is no different. Yes. For sure. Well, moms, thank you again for spending your time with us today. We know that your hours are so precious and we hope that you end your time with us today feeling encouraged, equipped, 
And most importantly, the peace of God and a hopeful start for this new year. Hey, if you love Wire Talk, could you do us a favor? Could you subscribe to the show? It does two things. One, it automatically downloads each week. And if you could leave us a review, which all you have to do is tap the stars in your podcast app, your review helps other moms find Wire Talk. And that's that's our goal. We want to reach as many moms as we possibly can. So if you love today, share it with a friend, click subscribe, click some stars, and you're done. And of course, if you have questions about mom life, we would love to hear them. So email us at info at birdsonawiremoms.com or send us a message on social media. We are the at symbol birds on a wire moms. We're on Facebook and Instagram. All right, moms, that's it for us for today. Be sure to tune in next week to see if we cover your questions. And until then, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Wire Talk with Karen Stubbs, the podcast designed to encourage and equip you on your journey of motherhood. 